Welcome to the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast, where we learn how to survive horror movies and maybe how to survive life. I'm your host, Ryan Stacy, and you know, I, I last week I said we were gonna do a, a chef's choice next, and, and that that'll be the next episode. Uh, but I thought since Josh Wessler is in town, we could get back to an old classic from quarantine, uh, the Cabin Fever series. Uh, we we did the first Cabin Fever while well, well, Josh and I were living together, locked in quarantine, and then we did the second one just a year ago because Josh didn't have anything on the wheel. He currently doesn't have anything on the wheel. He's in town. Let's do Cabin Fever 3, Patient Zero. I think Benny's safe. Uh, from 2014, and I'm joined, of course, by Josh Wessler. Josh, how you doing? Oh, I'm I'm doing great. Thanks for, you know, fudging the wheel for me. You're welcome. Yeah, the Cabin Fever's an anomaly. We went through some stuff for COVID. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you, you deserve this extra series as well. You, you sure. deserve Cabin Fever, Josh. Oh, I'm saying. thank you. You know, by being such a good roommate. You deserve this series. Thank you. And it is, I, th- I think, the most drawn-out series on your entire podcast. Yep. So. Yep. It, it's got its own rules. The Cabin Fever rules. It's an anomaly. Yeah, basically. So we just watched the third movie, Patient Zero, which is actually a prequel. What did you think of Cabin Fever 3? It's, it's not bad by any means. I felt like it was really close to actually being a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's close. It, it was just missing some things. And I don't really know what those things are. Especially once it got to the end, it was just like, oh, okay. It, it kind of fizzles out. It really fizzled out at the end. They did like a little extra just twist at the very end, that which I don't really know if it was necessary at all. And then it just kind of like changes a lot of things for like during the movie. But I don't know. I, I don't really have a good review of this movie other than it was really close to being a good movie. It's and very that's close it. to being a good movie. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's not bad. It's not good. But it's close to being good. It's very meh for me. I think there's a couple of... I think it's got a solid setup. Um, mm-hmm. Lackluster payoff with a couple of fun moments. With one big one specifically, <laughs> uh, which we'll get into. And one really surprise um, actor who's in this film that yeah. you would never expect. He hasn't did a whole lot of it. But man, in that first half, he's doing a really good job. Yeah, I'm disappointed and surprised that they didn't go back to you know that area more mm-hmm. yeah. throughout the movie that, underused yes underused officially in this this is always subject to change of course uh but i am giving it a, a four out of ten right now oddly enough i gave the first cabin fever a five mm-hmm. out of ten so i guess just by math i guess this is number two in the series and cabin, cabin fever one is above it it feels like it should be above the first cabin fever but at the same time it was just such a meh movie yep so you know you're not going to get I, I, I did listen to the uh, Shining podcast that you and Jacob did uh, just a little bit ago. And, man, you guys went through some really good breakdowns uh, on the actual, like, film. Mm-hmm. You ain't getting that here with me. New, uh, you know, different, different, everyone brings something different to the table. Yeah. You know, Jacob is a film student, like I am. Uh, you were a non-horror fan, so that's an interesting perspective. But you might even be, like, out of all the people I have on the podcast, you might be the least interested in horror out of all of them. Hmm. Out of every guest that I've had, maybe, yeah, you honestly might be the least horror fan. Least than Derek. I think so. I think Derek has come around a little bit. Okay. And I think you have less, which is fine. That's totally... I feel. I feel like I've come around though. Yeah. 
Just but, less. Just less. Okay. Uh, so I think you're like the, yeah, I think you bring an interesting perspective where I just being like, God, horror movies can be so fucking stupid. <laughs> That's kind of the, the energy you bring, and I appreciate it sometimes. You know, I'm, I'm glad that I'm useful in some way. <laughs> Everyone brings their own unique perspective. Yep. This is what happens when I make friends with business students. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, Kevin Fever 3 is, is, I gave it a 5 out of 10. It's pretty mid, um, but I do think it's better than the first two, because I really hate those first two movies. And don't even start it on the fourth one. That's the worst one. Oh, God. Can't wait. Yep. So we got one more of these to get to at some point whenever we get to it. Maybe soon, maybe not. We'll see. But the point of this podcast is we were trying to create a master list of rules to survive any and all horror movies. No matter how mid they are, so we're, going to be going, we're going to be going through the plot of Cabin Fever 3, scene by scene, decision by decision, to see if we need to add any new rules to our current list of 65 rules. You can check that out on our Twitter account at HowToHorror. That's how the number two horror uh, if Twitter is still free at this point. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So, spoiler alert for Cabin Fever 3, if you like the first movie, I would recommend this one to you. Uh, you might you might like it. Nobody likes the second movie, but yeah, if you like the first movie, you might like this one. I think it's the best of the series. Uh, if you're not a fan of the first one, I wouldn't bother with this one. Like, it's, it's not really worth seeking out. No, and, and there's a lot of similarities between this one and the first one. Obviously, there's there's some new things with it being a prequel, mm-hmm. and it's weird because it's a it's a prequel in a way that doesn't actually connect. Not not at all to the first movie. There's really no connection to the first two besides there's a disease. Yep, that's it. And the disease the disease is consistent. Yep, people melt, but that's it. All right, ready to jump into this thing? Let's do it. All right. So the movie begins. The disease outbreak happens at kind of one of those um, habitats for humanity, kind of like you're building houses for poor communities, the Dominican Republic. Um, There's an outbreak. uh, and We get a whole bunch of slow motion shots at the beginning. There's one survivor of this outbreak, a guy named Porter, who is played by Sean Astin. (laughs) Like... Mikey from the Goonies, Samwise from Lord of the Rings, what's his name, Bob in Stranger Things? Bob, good old uh, Bob. Sean Astin is in this movie, and I don't know why or how they got him for this, uh, but he is here, and he is he is patient zero. Samwise the Brave is patient zero, just like we all predicted. Yeah, right? And, and this is so weird because, like, right off the bat, this is not really the direction that I was expecting when you hear the title of the film being... Cabin Fever Patient Zero. Yep. They, they just completely just blow through the actual beginning yep. of this disease. The initial outbreak is kind of skipped over. And uh, yeah, we're basically Porter is taken into custody by like the CDC, uh, basically, and brought to a lab to be tested. Um, and it turns out he is infected, but he's asymptomatic. Doesn't affect him. He can affect other people, but he's not going to melt. So he's fine, but he can't be around other people. <laughs> Movie's really ahead of its time for what we went through. Honestly, there's a few moments where they had like lines of dialogue, like quarantine. I'm like, I'm feeling a little triggered. Quarantine asymptomatic, a word that I probably never heard yep. <laughs> before 2020. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, definitely uh, ringing a few bells here. Mm-hmm. And it's a little, yeah, this would have been perfect if we had gotten to it in our COVID uh, quarantine watches. This would have really fit in. Yeah, it, it, it was I think during the second round of quarantine where we started this, uh, I'm glad that there wasn't like a third and fourth yeah. uh, for us to continue you know, this series. Worth it. Worth it to not have to do these yeah. series. You know, I'm, I'm much, this is the, this is the brighter timeline of the two. <laughs> so Porter's taken to this facility. It's on an Island off the coast of the Dominican Republic. And he's in a lab being basically held prisoner for like two months. His son melted in his arms, which is horrific. And he wants to get in contact with his wife, but they, they're like, no, she knows you're, you're in a lab and you're fine, but you got the disease. So you're, you're just kind of stuck here for now, Mr. Porter. 
So yeah, that's where we start. His porter's stuck in a lab. Poor guy. And he's he's going nuts. He's losing his two months in quarantine. I mean, understandable. Yep. Like we were going nuts in quarantine, and we had each other as roommates. Yep, <laughs> and we partied way too much, and we still were going a little nuts. What a healthy time! Oh god, dude, <laughs> we drank so much, <laughs> so much beer. That's where all the extra weight came from, <laughs> honestly. So in this lab, the lab is run by a guy named Doctor Edwards, who's just the dickbag doctor. That's it. Yep. And his two main assistants, uh, Camila, who is like the nice technician scientist person, and Bridget, who is there. Yep. That's, that is our, our motley team of people who are treating Porter. There's a bunch of other background people, but they don't matter. It's going to go well. They're all going to die. <laughs> oh, no. You're a background in a quarantine-style movie? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, everyone who's in this lab, you have the potential to be in a horror movie. You've seen what this disease does. It melts people. Yet, yeah, don't let him out. But they're they're using him to try and de- develop a cure. Cool. Understandable. Yep. Maybe do it a little bit more ethically, but understandable. Safely is the word I use. Uh, I feel like there's some lackluster safety measures here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to say the least. Like put a, put all the ethical stuff aside. Like yep. just purely based on safety. Yeah. Like, it's it's not great. No. They could do a lot better. They they need to develop a system where they can just like gas porter, knock them out, go in and take their samples, and then leave. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, that's simple. It's that simple. Just knock them out for a little bit. Yeah. We're we're dropping uh, ethics here, and we're trying to cure a pandemic virus. Okay. Knock them out. Get your blood. Move on. And that way, you never have to deal with his bullshit. Yep. Put me in charge. I know it's up. But this is not our main plot. No. <laughs> Shockingly. Once again, I thought that this is where we were going. It's like, okay, I wasn't expecting us to get here after that first scene. But sure, this is where we're at. How is this going to develop? Nope. Yeah, we were basically here for the first act and the third act. And then there's the whole middle section of the movie where we don't not really go to even the first life. act. Part of the first act. <laughs> yeah. We, we cut back a couple of times to them. Yeah, true. But like the entire second act of the movie, we are not at the lab at all. It's like, are they still there? Like for for a portion of this movie in the, in the middle, I'm like, is this going to be one of those weird movies that makes you think that these are happening? These events are happening simultaneously, but one of them actually precedes the other yep. like did the actual beginning of the movie not start yet yeah is this gonna be like saw style twist yeah that's what i thought because we just never revisited these people and the way it's edited it kind of makes it seem like it's gonna be that way the editing isn't great in this movie by the way no um they cut around a lot and it's really annoying but no that's not what's happening at all <laughs> it's very straightforward we just expect too much of our movies after watching all the saw movies <laughs> unfortunately so our main protagonist guy named marcus marcus is a, a he grew up poor. Uh, we don't really know too much about him, uh, but he owns, I think, a scuba diving business with his buddy Dobbs. They're best friends, childhood friends, and they own a business together. Marcus seems like a really nice dude. By far the most likable character in this franchise. <laughs> like, I, I, So I wrote a review of this movie a few years ago, back when I first watched it. And one thing I noted was like, wow, a cabin fever movie with a likable character? What the hell? <laughs> this is literally a first. Yes. Uh, I like Marcus a lot. He's competent. Seems like a nice dude. Yep. The rest of them suck. <laughs> yep. Uh, Dobbs is a douche. <sighs> I, he's not as big of a douche as Josh. Yeah. <laughs> good the, old Josh. The good old co-host of this podcast we're talking oh about. Oh, my God. Just definitely not a character in this movie named Josh. How many Joshes have been on this podcast? Wait Too many thing. recently. Too many recently. And that's coming from me. <laughs> <laughs> Too many Joshes. Uh, yeah, Dobbs is a douche. He is, but he... he like to be fair, he has a couple of things that like you can actually like be like 
empathize a little, a little bit, bit with, but at the same time, it's like, dude, it's not all about you. Yep. You're here because the reason we're here, we're in the Dominican Republic. Marcus is getting married to his uh, fiance, Kate, who's very wealthy, like crazy rich people wealthy, like holy shit wealthy. Um, so they're putting on the big like uh, wedding here and the wedding's in like a day or two or whatever. Classic setup. <laughs> Classic setup. Marcus is marrying up in terms of wealth significantly. So his childhood like friends are here in town and they don't really like it. There's some like, oh, yeah, you're leaving us behind and marrying up in the world. Like be happy for your friend. Like, dicks he can still be your friend yeah uh be happy for him who knows maybe you'll be able to you know join him on some fun trips or something yeah so uh we meet marcus's fiance uh kate who is barely in the movie that surprised me too i thought we were coming back to this whole thing nope. Nope. she's in three scenes at the beginning and then we never see her again and we barely mention her <laughs> uh really, really shocking uh this is really about marcus's friend group they're gonna go on the bachelor party and it's it's marcus best friend dobbs we've mentioned uh marcus's little brother josh who's Dadouche, classic Josh. Classic Josh. And Josh's girlfriend, Penny, who's also from like their childhood friend group, Hot Chick. Yep. And they're they're partying. Child, party. Childhood friend who grew up, still is in the friend group, but just turned hot. Yep. And so the, the bachelor party is they're going to rent a boat, go out to a deserted island, and just have a beach party for the night, and then come back the next day and get married. Seems innocent S- enough. Sounds fun as hell. Like, I would love this. With the right, like, security, mm-hmm. not, not security as in a way of, like, oh, there's, like, actual, like, means of communication, yep. I would love to do this. This, yep. this would be really fun. I would need to know that there was secure, like, yep. the communication security blanket. Honestly, you wouldn't even have to go that far. Can you, we find a closer deserted island than when we go to it? How about just off the coast where we could still see the harbor? That works. Yeah, an island is an island, regardless of how far away yep. it is. No, but we're going to go two hours north. To possibly restricted waters that Katie warns them about before they leave. Hey, don't go too far north. It's restricted. Well, considering that CDC kind of type lab is up that way, I would assume that's restricted waters. Proceeds to go two hours. Oh, my God. But the boat captain, like, who chart, you know, they, they charted the boat from him. He takes him there anyway. It's just like, bruh. Rule number 45. Follow the rules. Oh, yeah. It seems like restricted. Don't go there. Go to a different island. There's lots of islands. I'm sure it's pl- plenty. Where where was this Dominican? Yeah, right. Yeah, like come on. What a what a great call. So anyway, bunch of morons. This is this is a bad. This is a great idea. And it's poorly executed. Yes. Meanwhile, back in the lab, Camila is trying to connect with Porter. Porter basically is like, no, f- let me go. I know you guys aren't really gonna let me go. I'll probably die in here. Um. By the way, I I'm gonna kill myself, and I'm also not just dangerous to myself. I'm dangerous to everybody. Camila, be very careful with him. (laughs) (laughs) This dude is, he's the classic, has nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's already lost his kid. Something tells me that he knows you're lying. Yep, about his wife. Because spoilers. His uh, wife's dead. His wife is actually dead, which I could tell immediately. Yeah, they're they're dangling in front of him. These scientists aren't great actors either. No, especially uh, Camila. (laughs) Yeah, I wrote that about that in my review. Uh, Solly Duran, she's terrible. Mm Mm-hmm. The blonde one wasn't great either. Nope. Better than Camilla, but also not great. But yeah, you could immediately tell just like, oh yeah, that was a, a bold face lock. <laughs> yeah. So I think he kind of knows. So he he doesn't give a fuck. He just, I don't think he, I think he just doesn't want to die here. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yep. Uh, and he's willing to let the world burn to get out. <laughs> that is dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that that is a very dangerous man. Uh, and you need to have all of the security precautions. Yep. They do not do well enough. Security is everybody's job. And this is... Uh, a, above that mm-hmm. uh rule two constant vigilance here this don't let him have anything <laughs> anything 
plastic bubble. Yep. Straight jacket. Don't let him have anything. He this man could end the world. Yeah, if if you truly are going to commit yep. to essentially imprisoning this person for the sake of humanity, mm-hmm. which sure, we're going to go ahead and with the assumption that it's either him or the rest of the world. We all melt unless we do this. Yes. Sure. Strap this guy down. Yep. Yep. Commit. 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 Dr. Edwards has no problem with that. He just doesn't do, do it. it. <laughs> and he will tell you. Yep. He has absolutely no problem with essentially just sacrificing this one Sacrifice person. one guy for everybody else. Which I wish they had like, done more with that. That was like the most interesting aspect of the movie is this ethical dilemma. Said once and then said one more time. Unnecessarily. <laughs> so... Porter manages to get a piece of metal, I think, off his bed frame. Why did you give him a metal bed frame? <laughs> One, he could kill himself. Two, he can infect everyone because he's going to cut his hand open. They just didn't think through this. No, and somehow, I mean, this isn't revealed to the end of the movie. This is the big twist, and we're just going to talk about it now. Yeah. Somehow Porter gets his hand on a mouse that gets into his cell. Well, because they made it actually really obvious, like, when uh, one of the... Th- they had these two mice outside of the little like quarantine area where he was in i don't know just running tests or whatever Mm -hmm. it might be and when there is a struggle at one point with porter one of the mice escapes because the i don't even know her name the blonde bridget bridget drops one of the mice knows that she drops that mouse about it and it ignores it completely like it's an okay thing just like oh yeah this mouse that we're testing on i i dropped it and i'm just going to completely ignore it yep Somehow this mouse gets into uh, Porter's cell. He's going to put his blood on it. And when it gets out later, it's going to infect a shit ton of people. Yeah. So what happens is one of these uh, scientists comes in wearing like a hazmat suit. And Porter uses this little metal thing to attack uh, (laughs) the uh, scientist, rip open his hazmat suit, shove his bloody hand in there, rub it all over his face. And it's like, gotcha. (laughs) Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't know why I love that reaction. Just because this dude has nothing to lose. Yep. So he's just like, you got, you're going to come in and do this. I'm sure, I'm going to take you down one by one. Maybe like, yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Gas him and strap him down. <laughs> what are we doing? No half measures. No half measures. Yes, that's a hundred percent correct. No more half measures, Walter. Rule twenty nine is no half measures. Like you got to do this. If you're going to do this, do this. But this whole event is going to trigger a 48-hour lockdown of the lab. So everyone who was in the lab at the time, which is Dr. Edwards, Bridget, and Camilla, and then this poor-ass scientist who's going to die horribly, (laughs) uh, they're all locked in with Porter. And then everyone else is evacuated to the bunker. And then the, the mouse that got infected gets in the bunker and infects all those people and they all die. Yeah, we don't we don't see this right away. Like, we find this out later yeah, on. Yeah, literally the last scene of the movie. Yeah, somehow when everyone is scuffling out, so does the mouse. Yeah, the mouse gets out with them. Very convenient. Very convenient. <laughs> sure. Infects them all and they all die. Again, like safety protocols, people, they're important. Follow the I mean, rules. I like that they're doing the lockdown. Like, that's yep. a good protocol, but maybe make sure that nothing else gets out. Yeah, and maybe keep an eye on your, like, lab rats. Well, yeah. That's Bridget's fault. That's Bridget's fault. Because no one else knows that except for her. Yeah. And she just completely ignores it. <sighs> so, back on the boat. Bachelor party presents. One of them includes a giant dildo. Like, comically large. Comically large. And like, like, like forearm yep. size. So, that's one of the presents for him. That'll come into play later. 
That's a tease. <laughs> but they're going to get to the island. You forgot the other present, Ryan. A bag of weed. Oh, yeah, there's a bag of weed. Everything is better than a bag of weed. Yeah. A bag of weed. Bag well, and also we're led to believe that the, the weed has some sort of link to the disease. Oh, yeah, yeah. At one point, we At are one led point. to that. So there's a bag of weed. We get a little bit of integral group drama because it doesn't seem like they like his fiance very much because she's rich. Um, so he, uh, Mark gets kind of pissed and goes to the cabin and then, uh, what's her name? Penny's going to go in there and try and seduce him because it turns out they had a summer fling a couple of years ago. Now she's with Josh and she's going to try and seduce him. He's like, nope, bye. Yeah, it seems like it's her like one last shot at like trying to yep. convince him. The guy who got away. Yep. Yeah, so his friends suck. Hey, good for him for moving on up. But the group's going to get to the island. They notice there's a building on the North Shore and they're like, hey, I thought this was a deserted island. And the boat captain's like, ah, no one's there. It's abandoned. Pay no attention. It's not at all. <laughs> I want to know how they found this island. Yeah, what? Like, this group of friends had to book this somehow. How did they find this guy? How did they communicate with him? Because they're having a really hard time communicating with him. And f- actually, like, deciding that this was the island that they were going to. Any other island. Any other island. Why this island? What, Captain, what is your deal? We need a movie, Ryan. Yep. I, we need a movie to happen. So they're going to take the Zodiac craft, which is like a little dinghy with a motor, and, and take it. And they're like, all right, boat captain, you guys go ahead. Bye. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. You're not going to just like pay me to stay offshore for the night? Can't we do that? Just in case? Now, once again, if this island was in view of like the mainland, I wouldn't have a problem with this. Right. We are not. We are hours away. Yep. We're two hours, I'm going to say, at least. Rule 53, have a backup plan. What are you going to do if something goes mm. wrong? This radio they mentioned has like a two-mile range. You're more than two miles away from anything. What are you going to do if something goes wrong? They have no plan. Terrible. So Josh and Penny are going to go snorkeling while Marcus and Dobbs smoke weed. And there's a little bit of more drama where Marcus is considering Marcus uh, is considering taking a job with uh, his future father-in-law and leaving the business. But he brings it up and he's like, but I don't want to talk about it. Come on, Mark. So why'd you bring it up? Why, why did you bring it up? Also, nothing. so far, nothing wrong here. There's nothing wrong with smoking weed on a beach. Nothing wrong In with fact, smoking. it sounds great. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what we call paradise. Yeah, right? <laughs> so Josh and Penny, they're going to go swimming. They don't see too much, but Penny's going to end up seeing a whole bunch of dead fish that are, like, melted. Something got in the water. Yeah, it, it's hard to tell exactly, like, what it looks like because it, it almost looks like it was basically, like, if you see, like, a, a dead fish that got eaten away by other fish, mm-hmm. like, it's basically just kind of, like, bone on a little skin and whatnot. So it's, like, how alarming would this be? I don't really know. For me, alarming. Sharks. Okay, there's a lot of them. Sharks, yes. I, I don't jump straight to, like, oh, like, yeah. disease Dis- in the water. Disease in the water. Uh, rule 52, don't go in the water. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, rule 11, get out of said water. <laughs> get out! You are on a remote island. You don't know what the uh, aquatic life yep. is Yep, that's something you need here. to research before going out to places. Yep. Like, what can eat you? Yep. So, they're going to go back to shore. Josh didn't see any of this. Penny did. She thinks she's in a horror movie already. She wants to leave. Good for Penny. Good for her. Penny finds a rash on her skin and her nose is bleeding. Penny's already dead. She doesn't even know yet. Mm. So is Josh, actually. They're both infected. Yeah. Heck and rip. So, Edwards and Bridget, they want to go in and give a vaccine to their infected scientist buddy. Another test. Working on a cure, I guess. So, they're going to have Camila distract Porter while they get the scientists out into a different chamber, and then they're going to inject him. Cool. Great plan, except they only have one hazmat suit. Edwards puts it on because he's given the injection. Okay. Fine. So, Bridget, don't go in. Yeah. No, but she's going to go in. I think they said that all the hazmat suits went with the people who... 
left the area, yep. evacuated. Why? <laughs> okay. Fine. Why? <laughs> Shit happens. Okay. Let's say we need two people to give this injection. All right. Let's just say that. Sounds to me like we can't do it because we only have one hazmat suit. Well, this that sucks to be that guy. I, we wait. Two-day lockdown, we just wait. That poor scientist is dead as hell, but we cannot safely administer this. So I guess we don't do it. Or alternative solution, you tie him down. <laughs> him being Porter. You uh, tie Porter down. Tie Porter down. This is horrible. Uh, Rule 46, proper wound management. And that includes if you are managing someone else's wounds. Like you're the medic. You know, a lot of time medics were like plastic gloves just in case of infection. Yeah, Bridget doesn't wear anything and goes in there. Look, you stupid bastard. You've got no arms left. Yes, I have. Look. Just a flesh wound. Because <sighs> here's the thing. They waited so long. They could they could have done this so much earlier when this dude wasn't like at risk of spewing his fluids yep. everywhere. I guess it wasn't ready yet. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, so they they hold him down. Edwards infects, uh, injects him, and he's like, "Bridget, I need you to help hold him down." Touched him with her bare hands. No. Well, and she didn't want to at first, but then but she, she does it. But then she still does. Like one, she didn't want to go in, but the the doctor, Doctor Edwards, yep, or whatever his name is, convinced her. Like, do you trust me? No, don't trust him. No. Rule twenty four. Trust no one. Everybody's a suspect. Have you not been listening to what this guy's been saying? He doesn't care yep. about any of the ethics behind it. So you you can't even assume that he will care about your life. Mm-hmm. He has one goal here. Yep. So she touches the guy's skin and then he pukes all over. Bridget is infected. And so, even if he didn't puke all over her, I'm sure there's some pores in your in your skin. Yeah. That would uh, bad. Uh. So Bridget runs out of this like this holding cell and locks Edwards in with the dying scientist. The scientist dies. And she's gonna run and try and shower it all off. Doesn't work. Nice try, I guess. Nice try. Uh, rule seventeen never give up the next thing you try might work. Just sucks that the next thing you try is not going to work. New, no, nothing's going to work. Nothing can save you. As we know from the first two movies. <laughs> but Edwards gets locked into the cell, but he's still got his hazmat suit on, so he's fine. So Penny and Josh, they they both have rashes now. They're like, oh, maybe it was the weed. Maybe we're just having like a bad reaction to the weed. Okay, maybe. They had me convinced of this for a little bit. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, that would make sense. And then nothing ended up happening to the other two guys who were smoking it as well. But Josh, he's going to give Jenny some medication. He's going to start putting some uh, oil on her. And sexy time starts. You know, cue the music. And so Josh is going to go down on her. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I hated this scene so so much. So much blood. (sighs) Yeah, blood everywhere. Penny's going to end up puking all over him, too, to make it even worse. Blood and flesh. And, yeah, use your imagination. Yep. It's not good. Uh, So Josh tumbles out of the tent, just covered in blood. And Mark and Dobbs are like, Oh my god. What happened? I don't think Penny's feeling well. <laughs> I think she's sick. Uh, guys, you're in a horror movie. Yeah. You don't know what it is exactly, but you are in a horror movie. Something. Well, and, and and if someone is it's it's one thing if someone is sick. Mm-hmm. Um but then if they, you know, like puke blood, like if she just puked on you, that's one thing. Puking blood. Puking blood, that's something completely different. Yep. At this point, a a good old rule 40 keep your distance. Mm. Mm-hmm. Don't get infected. And up until this point, they had no reason to believe it. Nope. So they can't get anyone on the radio because they can only have like a two-mile range. They don't think the Zodiac craft will make it back. They don't really say why. Like, why wouldn't it make it back? Not enough gas? It's, it's, yeah, it's going to take a lot longer. Hmm. So, yeah, gas would be the re- really the only thing. It's not like... It, it wasn't like a 
really like rocky waves sure. or anything. It is a small boat, but like, okay, instead of it taking two hours, maybe it takes you four hours. Who cares? Yeah, I think I would take the craft. I think that'd be my go-to move is go get help, get the boat, go get help. Mm-hmm. And maybe they don't know how to get back. Maybe. That could be nice. They have no navigation device. Um, but I'm sure you can find the Dominican Republic from based on this <laughs> island, and then you just follow the shore, and eventually it'll get somewhere. Just go until you hit land, and yeah. then... Keep trying until you find someone. Yeah. Um, but they decide to go for the bunker, see if there's anything there that can help them. So uh, Josh is going to stay behind with Penny. Mark and Dobbs are going to go see what they can find. Yeah. If you're not going to go with, you know, just drive and drive the boat until you get somewhere. Uh, if you're going to go against that strategy, this is completely fine. Yep. The right people split up yep. together. <laughs> Two people who both have ra- a rash. They didn't really think about it that way. But it was the right way to do it. Yeah. Keep the infected on one part. And, and maybe they'll look at, maybe they'll like luck their way into finding some sort of phone radio something yep and this is where Dobbs starts to just be terrible uh he's like i want to go back and mark's like okay i don't know why but i'm gonna keep going to the bunker what like what are you gonna do when you get back there Dobbs? you fucking idiot just hang out uh but they end up finding like a bunker that connects to the lab eventually eventually (laughs) takes forever to get down there but they are going to find a way in. It's mostly shuttered, but they do find one that's kind of open and they get inside. And then it falls back and like locks them in so they can trap them here. Whoopsies. And yeah, we're in a horror movie because what they find is blood. Someone has chopped up the radio room. All the electronic equipment is damaged. There's still power, but it's all damaged. But yeah, someone chopped it all up with an axe. Why? So I, the one guard we run into, the infected guard, he, he I think he did it because he doesn't want anyone to get off the island. He's doing his job. Mm. He's going down with the ship. He's going down with the ship. Rule three, do your damn job. Don't die in the process. But if there's no survival, at least you can do is like try and stop from spreading out into the world. Okay. And, and, and he was already infected. So yeah. I'm just going to assume that, you know, he he knew what was going on and he just committed. Yep. That's fine. What are you gonna do? Yeah, and 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 for uh, Marcus and is it Dob or Dob or Dobbs D O B S Dobbs? Okay, honestly, that confused me the entire movie. But for Marcus and Dobbs, there was still a little bit of an argument for them not being in a horror movie mm-hmm. up until this point. Yeah, this so, is really like no excuses anymore. Some shining shit happened here. <laughs> yeah, Marcus is very like we can't really touch anything, so he takes off his shirt. To pick up the axe. So he locks and loads, but he doesn't actually touch the axe. Mm. He's holding So, you know, I like that. Rule sure. five, lock and load. But don't touch anything. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I mean, even aside from, like, the whole infection, like, sex, I don't think he's thinking of that. I think he's more thinking, like, crime scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good. That could be too. <laughs> don't get yourself sent to jail. Right? Uh, don't leave fingerprints anywhere. So very, very minor. Follow rule 60. Keep yourself out of jail. <laughs> Josh is finally going to pick up someone on the radio. And this person claims to be Dr. Edwards. It's not. It's Porter. Uh, each of these hazmat suits comes with a small radio in it. Oh. They mentioned at one point. So Porter uh, used the radio of his dead scientist cellmate and got some info from Josh. And he's like, oh, yeah, come up here. And he, How did they not notice him take this? He was hiding under his blanket. He made a little blanket for it. And he was hiding in there. Strap him down. <laughs> What what are these scientists doing? Terrible. <laughs> like, Just terrible. You are locked in here. You have literally nothing else to do for 48 hours. Yep. Keep an eye on this dude. <sighs> just terrible. But he's like, hey, yeah, just come up to the facility. We'll, we'll help you out. Um, and he's just, he wants more people up there. So he's got an opportunity to break out, basically, yeah. is what he's doing. So he's going to try and bring Penny with. But um, yeah, the flesh in her arms rips off when he tries to help her up. So yeah. he's just going to leave her behind. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you can get help. Maybe you can get help. 
Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, 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 I'll be back with help. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What else? Her, her arms are falling apart. She can't even get up. No. Look, you stupid bastard. You've got no arms left. Yes, I have. Look. Just a flesh wound. For now. For now. <laughs> so Mark and Dobbs, they're, they're exploring the bunker, the tunnels, trying to get to this lab. They're following a map. And they get approached by an infected man who starts shooting at him. Uh, this is the guard we talked about earlier. Uh, he's just trying to, uh, he's like, he's dying, but he wants to present, prevent people from getting off the island and, and, you know, spreading the infection. Cool. That's the ethical thing to do. Yep. Kill everybody. Kill everyone. <laughs> you know, that would have been a more interesting movie. <laughs> From the guard's perspective. Yeah, make him the main protagonist. Or, or the main antagonist. We, we have, like, he's the villain and we have somebody in the bunker who's trying to survive. There we go. There's a movie. Boom. Camvier 5. Hell yeah. So Mark and Dobbs, they, uh, they avoid him and they end up in a room with a bunch of bodies and Dobbs falls into infected water and gets infected. Yeah, and, and I don't know if he knows that he's infected, so. but even if, you know, even if you're not in the mindset of, oh, I'm in this, you know, virus-related horror movie, mm-hmm. there's still probably diseases <laughs> when there's dead bodies in the water yeah. and you go in the water. So just think about that. Yep. And then there's another infected guy there, and it scares them both, so they actually... Dobbs runs off and locks the other door and just leaves his buddy behind. What a nice guy. <laughs> and this is where this wasn't super clear, just the way that it was edited in the yeah. movie, because I thought it was actually Marcus who locked the door. And then, you know, fast forward, and we see Marcus being chased. I'm like, how are we here? Yeah. So this, this entire part was really confusing to yeah. me. But Mark uh, manages to kill the man with an axe. Good job. Okay, so Dobbs runs into the guard again, and... Uh, he just freezes up. Rule 10, don't panic. And the guard is going to shoot him to prevent him from getting off the island. The guard fires, but the f- blast from the, the gunshot rips his arm off. The gun flies to the air and impales it in his own face and kills him. What? <laughs> you know what? Just like like physics-wise, I actually think that this could like maybe happen just, just because of how strong the backfire would be yeah. on that gun. I think Dobbs would still get shot, though. Yeah, maybe his aim is bad because his... Yeah, he might have just missed. He might have just missed. But sure, no notes. No notes. You know, we made a joke about Rule 7, don't leave your weapon behind. <laughs> Firmly grasp it. Because it literally just... I, I Actually, I think he's still grasping yep. the gun. Firmly grasp it. <laughs> As it flies into his yep. skull. Um, it just detaches by... I, it looks like by the wrist. Yep. So, what do you do? When your flesh is melting, you can only do so oh, yeah. much. Keep going until you can't go no more. Uh, but Dobbs is going to take the gun from this... I wouldn't touch that gun with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, I, and I mean, I know you still... You you already fell in the water. But he doesn't know he's infected, for no. sure. So I wouldn't touch that gun. No. I know we say lock and load, but... This keep, might be the exception. This is the exception to the rule. Find a different weapon. So Dobbs and Josh are going to find each other because Josh makes it to the lab and then Mark is going to join him. And Dobbs is just being a huge douche, freaking out, blaming everybody. He's like, Josh is infected. He's holding them all at gunpoint. And then Mark's mad at him like, you locked me out, you dick. And Dobbs is like, well, you you slept with Josh's girlfriend. What? (laughs) I mean, true, but why are you bringing this up now? Not the time. Not the time. And then eventually... (laughs) Dobbs would be like, let's talk about this later. And it's like, Dobbs, you brought this up, you piece of shit. Same thing as earlier when Marcus did it. Yep. Eventually, Marcus is just going to elbow Dobbs in the nose and then take his gun away. And I'm like, thank you. And Marcus and Josh immediately are like, okay, cool. We're good. We're fine. Good job, Yeah, because Marcus and Josh are arguing, obviously, about the girlfriend. Yep. Uh, and then everything seemed to be nice and solved after they got the gun away from yeah. Dobbs. Yeah, it's like, who cares? 
we're all about this die. later. We'll... But Josh tells him, like, yeah, he was talking to Dr. Edwards. So that's why he's up here. So they're going to get into the lab proper, um, meet up with Bridget and Camilla. Bridget's very sick. She's lost her lips. They've melted away. Mm-hmm. Has a face mask on, so you can't see it right away. But yep. Nice reveal. So they go into the lab. Uh, they let Porter out and Dr. Edwards. And Dr. Edwards has no idea what the heck. Or pretend, you know, he doesn't doesn't actually know why Josh is here. Like, yeah, you aren't you the one who called me up here? And he's like, what are you talking about? And Porter's like, he lured you up here. He wants to steal your boat and let us all stay here and die so he can be the sole survivor and get all the credit and be career man. Wow, Porter, way to just toss him right under the bus. <laughs> also, spoiler for the end of the movie. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly what Porter does. It's it's, mi- minus the whole taking credit yeah, for things. Yeah. The opposite of taking credit for it. Yeah. He's just trying to he's trying to vanish. Mm. But they have a new life. They all believe Porter. Camilla, tell them all not to trust Porter. You have been told not to trust Porter. And it's weird because Camilla this entire time has had this internal struggle about like the and it, they don't go really into it no. in the movie, but you can tell she's having this internal struggle of ethically, should we be doing this? Mm-hmm. And like, should I be hearing Porter out more? And really putting herself into his shoes. And this is just kind of where that you know, it comes to fruition, I guess. Kind of. Kind of. But yeah, you need to be like, okay, Dr. Edwards is a dick. Porter is insane and very dangerous. Don't trust anyone. Trust no one. Yeah, both of them. Yep. What do you do here then? You have these guys who come in here, like. They're holding you at gunpoint. Yeah. Honestly. Because they want the doctor. Yep. What they should do is let Dr. Edwards keep working on a vaccine. Honestly, and and maybe hopefully get a hold of some CDC people. That's your only shot. I mean, yeah, especially for not as much Marcus right now, but especially for Josh and Dobbs. Yeah, uh, and Bridget. Oh, and Bridget. Forgot about uh, her. Just keep working on a cure because there's nothing else you can do. Yep. And, you, and you have to stop this from spreading as well. You have enough people to hold down Porter now. Yep. Yeah, don't let Porter out yep. and just keep working. That's all you can do. But they're not going to do any of that. They're going to go the opposite way and destroy the laboratory. And split up in the process. Yes. Because they realize, like, okay, the system is flushing out infected water into the ocean. That could get to the mainland. Okay. So there is a crisis here. The only option, we have to blow the lab up. Okay. If we have to stop the infected water, I guess it makes a little more sense when you throw that in. Get get to a different lab. I mean, the flaw, I guess, in that is it's already infected. Yeah. Like, it's already in the water. I'd, and maybe it's not really spreading that well, like with like actual like sea life in yep. the water. I, it's hard. It's hard to know. But I would just kind of sit here and commit at this yeah. point. One or the other. Why go to another lab? Yeah. Honestly, like at, from like a ten thousand foot view, put down all the infected people, <laughs> um, and blow up the lab and get all the non-infected people to a different lab. Which I do say. And they uh, say isolate the. Yep. Uh, isolate infected the, yep, or whatever. Yeah, isolate people, quarantine the sick, isolate the infected or whatever they say. So that's probably the right move overall. Maybe get some like more officials involved so that you know we can really crack down and some more and doctors more instead doctors. of just literally one person. One douchebag. <laughs> so okay, yeah. Commit. Whatever you're gonna do, commit to something. Yeah. What they're gonna do is Marcus, Cecilia, and Porter, they're gonna go activate the self-destruct sequence. Josh and Bridget, they're going to run ahead, get back to the boat, take care of Penny, and then Dobbs and Edwards are going to follow with Dobbs holding Edwards at gunpoint. That is the plan. It's going to go wonderfully. (laughs) So Bridget and Josh get to the beach, and Bridget hits Josh with a log and kills him. (laughs) Yep. 
very casual. Uh, rule twenty four: trust no one. Yeah, and his uh, he's been infected long enough to where he does not have the most structurally sound body anymore. It's falling apart. So rip, Josh. Face is falling off. Classic, Josh. Yep. It was a good run. <laughs> and then uh, Porter's gonna they're, they're gonna get to the uh, self destruct area, which is of course in the infected water. Uh, Marcus and Dobbs were at earlier, so Porter's gonna get in the water because he can and he's gonna activate. He's immune. Sequence. No issues whatsoever, actually. And he's okay blowing all this stuff up because he wants no evidence. Yep. Yeah, he's trying to hide everything, his identity. He wants to vanish. So that's what he's working on. Edwards notices Dobbs is infected. He's like, hey, I, you're going to die unless I help you. So he, he talks Dobbs into lowering the gun and then knocks him out and shoots him and kills him. Trust no one. Trust no one. There's no reason for him to look at, like, he doesn't have a cure or yep. anything, so it doesn't matter if he can assess yep. how serious it is right now. You just got to get off the island and hope you can get to a lab and they can yeah. develop a cure. You're, you're honestly screwed, but you got to keep moving. Honestly, you should, like, befriend this guy. Yep. Um, but don't don't put your gun down. Yeah. Firmly grasp it. So Bridget gets to the Zodiac, and she's going to try and take it. And Penny's like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> and we finally, like, we don't see either of them. They, they, Bridget's got her back to us, and, and Penny, they both actually have their back to us in, like, the frame. So we don't really see either of them that well. And when they finally, like, turn to face each other, they are both, like, half-melted. Just They like, look terrible. So bad. And we're going to get the best part of the movie, an all-out melt fight. <laughs> uh, and, and both of these girls are, they're dead. They're so dead. Even if there was a cure, they are screwed. It does. It really does not matter at this point. I, d- I don't know if they're thinking that, and they're just. <laughs> I think they're here both to duke it out. Bridget wants to just try and run for it. Penny doesn't want her to take her boat. They're probably a little delusional, but we're just gonna fight, yep. and it's glorious. And it is fight dirty. Yep. Oh yeah. This is a nasty fight. They're ripping each other's flesh off. Uh, rule twenty: fight dirty. Ripping hair. Ripping skin. Uh, nasty, nasty fight. It ends with Penny getting a hold of the giant dildo. Uh, rule five, lock and load, and beating Bridget's face in, just smashing it in. And before that, he even got a really good shot because Bridget was on top of Penny, and like it was made to believe that Penny was dead. Yep. Uh, and then she just crushes Bridget's arms, yep. and has and she just crumbles over. Uh, and then, so she, Penny kills Bridget and then immediately dies. Yep. They're both dead. This is their last final act. Uh, killing someone with a giant dildo. <laughs> what a way to go out. What a way to go out. Oh, so for Bridget, uh, proper wound management. Don't go in that cell. That's all it was. Yeah. You were so dead. The, the, the fight at the end, the melt fight, melt dildo fight doesn't matter. Just don't get infected. Yeah. The proper wound management, usually that applies to your own wounds. This is to someone else's yep. wounds. Like... These types of things are serious. Like, even if it's not a flesh-eating mm-hmm. virus, if it's just, like, you know, a regular disease. Yep. Like, blood to blood is very bad. can be very bad. Rule number three, do your damn job and don't die in the process. Mm-hmm. All the half measures that weren't taken. Yep. Penny, I really don't have anything except uh, have a backup plan. And that, I don't even know how much that would have helped her, but the, the fact that they went to this island. Yeah. It's bad. And it didn't even sound like she was the one that planned any of this. It's... It, sounded like it was more the guys yeah. that planned it. So the backup plan, like, I would assume that, you know, the people organizing it have that figured out. Uh, always ask, because let's be honest, everybody. Your friends, Good point. Your friends can be dumb. We all have dumb friends. You know who you are. You know. Eh, 
<laughs> you might not actually. Well, actually, yeah. Yeah. The truly dumb ones don't know. Yeah. You know what? Is it if, me? If you don't know who the dumb person is in your friend group, it's probably you. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ryan, if it's me, you can tell me. I have no comment. <laughs> <laughs> All I'll say is this. Classic Josh. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh, Mark, Porter, and Corbin, they're going to get on their way to the beach. They find the bodies of Dobbs and Josh and Penny and Bridget one by one. Just everything. Like Marcus thinks that he's in a pretty good spot here with just how his plan is working out. They just they just set this thing off to explode. It's yep. like, all right, cool. Let's go to the beach. Let's all leave together nice and happy, right? Everyone's dead. <sighs> Edwards is going to show up and hold them all at gunpoint, and he wants to kill Mark and escape with the others. Okay. He's basically under the assumption, like, yeah, Marcus isn't showing anything about being infected, but everyone else in his group is mm-hmm. infected, so he's got to be infected, just by logic. But why wouldn't you want to kill Camilla, too, at this point? Like, she could easily be infected. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, the logic is flawed here. Yeah, really, the only person that he should be going out with is Porter. Yeah, and you can't trust Porter. <laughs> honestly, just put them all down and get, get in the boat and leave. At this point, honestly... And ju- yeah, just hope that it doesn't spread. Yep, and then you could be like, you know, crazy shit happened. Let's work on a cure. Honestly, that would be the best move is shoot them all, get in the boat, leave, no half measures. Camilla is going to reveal to Porter, like, hey, your wife's actually dead. Don't listen to him. And Porter's going to shoot Dr. Edwards. Once again, I think he already knew. Yeah. Rule four, don't be a menace. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. You know, if you're going to go this non-ethical route, that's fine, but you can't let them out because they'll get their revenge on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, They will not take kindly to being your lab rat. No half measures. (laughs) But Mark, Porter, and Camilla, they're all going to get in the boat. Their their boat shows up. They're going to get in the Zodiac and get on board. Boat captain's like, what the hell happened? (laughs) Who are you people? (laughs) Like, I only recognize one of you from the beginning. Where did everyone else go? (laughs) So they're on the boat. Everything's fine and dandy. And Porter comes in. He's like, man, you guys look tired. Here's a couple of bottles of water for you. Drink up. And he just casually walks out of the room. Closes the door, yep. which immediately red flags. Red flag. But Camilla and uh, Mark, they're gonna they're gonna talk, and eventually they're gonna figure out somehow because Mark saw some research in the bunker, and they realized the origin of the virus in that particular outbreak was from a rat. And so Camilla puts two and two together, traces it back. She's like, "Oh my god, Porter infected the rat." And then they realize their drinks have been infected, and then they hear gunshots. Porter shot the boat captain and the engine. Basically, he wanted them all dead so he could flee, and no one would know his identity. Why not just shoot him? Right? It I, it's not really gonna matter, but still kind of no half measures no half a little measures. bit. Just shoot him. It's it it will end up being a full measure, but yep, drawn out. At yeah, least. it doesn't it unnecessarily drawn out. Yeah. Like they help could come and they could be like it was Porter. Look for Mister Porter. No, if you really want to just like vanish like that, you gotta shoot him all and flee. Yeah. Also, this is where I really got lost because I'm like, how did you? figure out this connection that it ended up being Porter in the end. Like, oh, you said it was something about a lab rat? Oh, that definitely had to come from Porter. How how would have he had a lab rat? Porter was singing Three Blind Mice earlier. It was such a stupid connection. I I don't know if it's bad or lazy or what it might be. Just bad. Not not good. Not good. Writing. (laughs) But yeah, so we leave uh, basically Mark and Camilla. They're both infected. Porter has fled on the Zodiac. Uh, which is now good enough to, to use to escape places, unlike earlier. Dumb. Porter's going to get to shore, and uh, we get a little flashback revealing how he did everything. It's kind of cool because it's filmed all in reverse. 
Mm-hmm. So it just like it starts like the the end, and we go backwards, following the chaos and the rat all the way to Porter. People puking in reverse. It's <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. This is this is a, a decent way to end the movie. But yeah, so Porter makes it to the mainland, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Cabin fever happens. Yeah, uh, and this is where who knows how that link ends up being made between where Porter is now. And what was it? Was it a dog or a deer or something like that in the first movie? A hermit. Remember the hermit got it? And then there was a dog too. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know if the hermit well, got it Well, there was the originally going to be another movie filmed like right after this one that didn't end up happening. And uh. I think that might have been how they were going to show it. Gotcha. But they didn't do it. Instead, we get the remake a couple years later. Uh, but that's Kevin Fever Patient Zero. Yay. Uh, no new rules. No. Let's get into the awards. First, we have the Randy Meeks Merit Badge, which goes to the character who did the best job at following the rules. Of course, based off Randy Meeks from Scream. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Um, yikes. Yeah. I didn't have anything for this one, really. So I think we can, everyone at the lab, like the th- all the people who work there, out. Nope. That lab is terrible. All of Mark's shitty friends, out. Terrible. So I think we're left with... Either Mark, Marcus, mm-hmm. or we could give it to Porter for being so effective. Porter is the only one that I was kind of, like, it was, like, for me, it was either Porter or Marcus. Yeah. Um, a little bit of me was starting to think the doctor just because he was, you know, the only one really, like, kind of committed, but he just didn't commit enough. He blew it at the end, yeah. No have measures. Yeah. So, with Mark, you know, I, I guess he must have assumed that his buddies had some sort of backup plan. Uh, in case something went wrong on the island, but like he knew, like oh the the radio only works for two miles. Like he probably shouldn't have gone on this trip. This is a bad plan. I think once he's on the island, he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Nothing too egregious. No, he he was actually I think I, I I think he was actually really good. Yeah, uh, when he was on the island, going through the facility, the the lab, it really just comes down to. Porter was really effective. Yep. He's a giant menace. Yep. Absolute menace. And he putting probably literally the world ends probably with him. Let's since Mark was very good, let's give it to him because I think, you know, if, if we had nobody, I think we'd give it to Porter. He's kind of a villain in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I generally, unless we have to, I don't really love giving it to villains. And he doesn't really have a whole lot of moves. Yep. It's, it's just. Uh, subtle manipulations at, at, and infecting the rat. And taking advantage of other people's half measures. Yes. Yeah, he takes advantage of other people's weakness. Um, I th- I think it's Marcus. Also, he put his faith into this rat. Yep. Like, that, the, a little bit of a, a hole in his plan yep. where he was just going to infect this rat and be like, I don't know, maybe this will do something. Like, the entire world could have ended with him still in that lab. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marcus is not getting an effect until he drinks that bottle of water at the end, and that's just unfortunate. How do you expect it? How do you expect that? Trust no one, but that's more on Camilla than on Marcus, because mm. no one told Marcus anything. He found all this out on his own. Yep. So considering the situation, I think it's Marcus. I'm okay with that. Cool. Poor guy. I feel bad for him. Yeah. He, nice and innocent guy. We, we did get a little bit of a story behind it where he wasn't actually sure about getting married. Yep. Doesn't really matter now, though. Nope. Doesn't matter now. He ain't getting married, bud. <laughs> All right, Night of the Living Club goes to the character who did the worst job at following rules. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. Of course, based on Barbara from Night of the Living Dead, I think there's a slam dunk here with Bridget. Okay, I thought you were going to say someone else because I'm like, oh, I thought it, I, Bridget was mine that I yep. wrote down. Uh, th- there are some really bad ones with the friend group. Yeah, the friends are idiots. Because they shouldn't even be here in the first they place. They should not be here. But the fact that the lab was so poorly managed that it basically ended the world. 
and Bridget was the worst offender of those three, especially because she went into that room without any protection mm-hmm. on. Um, she put herself at risk knowing all of the consequences, not only putting herself in that situation, but then as shit was going down in there, she decides to just fully commit and yep. put fully expose hands, face, everything right up to this infected yeah, person. She touched that guy and it shouldn't have been in there at all. Plus she dropped the rat. Did Boy. not take uh, oh, yeah, yep. the safety protocol seriously. World ends. Didn't tell anyone Mm-mm. about dropping the rat. Mm-mm. So, yeah, I think it's Bridget with a bullet, yeah. even though everyone pretty much sucked besides Marcus and Porter. Everyone else is terrible. Bridget was especially terrible, like a league of her own terrible. She knew that this horror movie was going on the entire time and still was that bad. Yep. At least these other guys just thought they were on a bachelor party. Yes. <laughs> They're stupid idiots. But Bridget, we need better people in those positions. <laughs> uh, so Bridget, not a living pleb? Yeah. But not a living pleb. No. No. Oh, oh, no. Not when you get a dildo to the face. <laughs> what a movie. What a movie. Um, okay, so that's uh, that's Captain Fever Patient Zero. We have one more of these movies, the remake from 2019. Oh, joy. Which will be the shortest podcast we've ever done because it is basically a shot-for-shot remake of the original. Minor changes. Yeah, that'll be a tiny-ass podcast that won't take very long. So Can't wait. Can't wait. We'll get around to it. Uh, I definitely have to re-listen to the first Cabin Fever podcast mm. just to remind myself of everything. And then I'll also listen to that and then we'll watch the movie at some point. And you can also watch the first movie, right? No. <laughs> no. no, thank you. I'll just listen to me talk about it. I'd yeah. rather listen to my own voice than watch Cabin Fever again. Shockingly, I'd rather listen to your voice, too. Oh, thanks, man. That's nice. It's a low bar. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, one more of these movies, uh, but you know, this was you know just a little detour on the road to uh, the Chef's Choice, which will be the next episode. No wheel spin today. And have you uh, have you announced what the Chef's Choice is? You will find out Ooh. when it drops. Um, Exciting, Josh. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. Uh, do you want to plug anything? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at jwessler. That's J-W-E-H-S-E-L-E-R. And that is where you can find me on Letterboxd as well. Uh, I will be adding Cabin Fever, Patient Zero. And no, I have not made my list yet of all the movies I've covered on this podcast. I'll do it at some point. Yeah, get on that because uh, I'll be adding it to all my lists as well. Uh, so follow us on Twitter at HowToHorror and check us out on Letterboxd as well. And then if you're feeling generous and you want to donate to the podcast, help us pay uh, the fees for uh, like ho- literally hosting the, the web files on, on the Buzzsprout site. On the website page, there is a donate button. So if you were feeling generous, we appreciate it. Um, but, you know, no pressure. Link can e- easily be found right yes. in the show notes. <laughs> All right, Josh, anything else? No, I'm good. All right, this has been the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast. Stay safe out there. Uh, uh.